This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you got to tell us a story about the altercation you witnessed yesterday. Where were you? I was at City Plaza Mall. And if you don't know that mall, every city's got one. Borderline vacant mall with a couple of stores left yeah, in it. Downtown London, Ontario. Yeah, and I was at the dollar store and some some drama happened. I, I was just buying a couple things and I was leaving the store and all of a sudden I hear like a commotion behind me. So I look over my shoulder and one of the security guards has kind of pinned a guy up against a rack of chips because the guy had something in his hand and he tried to run out of the store with it. So the good on the security guard, they don't get paid that much, especially as like a, a mall security guard. He put himself on the line because you see right. these videos now and they just let people walk out uh, most yeah. of the time. LCBOs so the, and the, you know, luxury stores yeah. where the security guards are just watching thousands of dollars of merchandise it's awful. get out of there. So what, do you know what the guy was trying to steal? I don't know. 100%, but it looked like earbuds in like a cylinder tube, like those plastic okay. cylinder tubes. That's what it looked like, and I'm not sure, but the security guard... Chances guard's are like, it costs around a dollar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe dollar fifty. But the security guard goes, drop it or something, drop the thing, and he's like, or I'll call the cops. And then the potential thief goes, no, I was going to pay for it. And, it goes, and then the security guard goes, well, why were you going around this way? The guy's like, I was confused. And then, and, and then so uh, this other lady who's about maybe 60 or 70 years old kind of gets into it, like starts like getting closer to the scuffle. Like she's trying to break things up, yeah, intervene. She was about to. She didn't get in A between the two. peacemaker. Exactly. A, an old granny peacemaker. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm thinking I might have to jump in here too. And I got one wounded hand, so I might, I, like, I'm going to jump in. I don't know. I'm just watching the whole thing. And uh, so he, the th- potential thief, drops the earbuds and then he throws the, a handful of change at the security guard. So he did have some money on him. Yeah. And so it's clanging around. Coins fly everywhere. So I leave. I'm like, okay, this is over. So I start walking away. The guy starts walking in the exact same direction the as thief? me. Yeah, and he's about 10 feet behind me, and he's muttering under his breath. And all of a sudden, that 70-year-old lady goes, hey! And she's 30 feet behind us, further behind us. Hey! Hey, sir! He turns around, and he goes, what do you want? Which? Except he doesn't say which. Uh-huh. And so B she, word? Yeah, calls yeah. Her a B word? Calls her the B. So she chucks the handful of change that he threw back at him, and all you hear is like 10 coins clinking and clanging, and then they're rolling down the city plaza uh, walkways and everything, and it's like clanging and making a bunch of noise. And the guy's like, oh, F you, whatever. And then he starts walking away, but he realizes... I actually need that change, so he sadly starts picking it up again. Oh. So it was just, it was just a mess all around, and it just, it, it was just a real glimpse into society at that moment. Just so much was happening. But do, I got, do you think the old lady was going to give him the money yes. back? But then he called her the B word, and she's like, "All right, one hundred percent." I think that's what was going to happen. Because why would you bother picking? It was like a bunch of I could see them pennies and nickels and stuff in court. It's like. What does she need it for? Uh, and yeah, and then I think he just turned her sour and she just talked about him. And then he had to go get them all. So I just got, I'll give the security guard props. He put himself out there. Yeah. And I feel I'll bad give, for I'll this give guy. everybody but you props because you did nothing. Well, what, what do you think I should have done? Well, the, there's a 70-year-old woman who's jumping into the fight. She didn't and jump just, in. She was just getting close. Jim goes over to the chip rack that the guy's pinned against and says, excuse me, get some smart food popcorn. Well, the bag was popped. <laughs> it's going to go stale. It just starts watching yeah, the drama. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you would have got him in a sleeper hold, Taz. <laughs> uh, we're getting some, uh, some kudos, Jim. Uh, people saying, 
Jim didn't intervene and help out with the situation he witnessed at the dollar store, but at least he didn't pull out his phone and start recording it. That is the worst. When somebody genuinely needs help and you just see the guy doing the commentary. The guy. You see like five guys standing around with phones sometimes yeah, doing yeah. it. World star. There's a guy in Vancouver. I think it was either Vancouver or Seattle. I want to say Vancouver. But somebody was stabbed on a patio and he gets himself in a selfie video. He's like, I think this guy just died, man. That was maybe the worst moment of humanity I've ever seen uh, in my Stop life. Stop recording. Use your phone to call 911. Yes. Instead, he's getting clout for TikTok. A man's bleeding out beside him. Unbelievable. Now, if a man was stabbed, I don't know if I would jump in there either, but I no. certainly would. <laughs> Depending again, on the scenario and how big the guy was. The, the device that we have in our, our pocket, it does many different things. Film stuff that you can post on social media is one thing. And you know what? If you're filming to get evidence so they can catch the perpetrator, all for it. Yes. But if you're filming it because you think it's going to get you likes and clicks, you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In most places, like I was, of course, after this went down, I started daydreaming about what could have happened <laughs> and how I could have saved the day. And I thought, oh, if, if something happened, I, I would just ask the mall for the security camera footage. And a lot of times they will give, give it, it to you. Give it to you, yes. you think? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll often. Because you've been boxing training. What happened was a guy was apparently trying to shoplift. The security guard got in an altercation with him, pinned him up against the chip rack at the dollar store. And then a 70-year-old woman got into it as well and ended up throwing a fistful of change at the guy. Uh Oh, well, Jim did nothing. But in this fantasy of yours, your boxing training kicks in and you... I I say to him, hey, sir, enough with this nonsense. He throws a left at me. I slip it, come over with the overhand right, knock him out, drag him over to the fountain, dip him in there, wake him up, you know, because he's totally KO'd. And I say, apologize to this man. You dip and his head. And put the change in the fountain. <laughs> exactly. You dip his head in the fountain. You scoop out more change, hand it to the seven year, 70-year-old woman, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. now your tag team partner. Oh, big time. She starts whipping more change at the guy. She goes up the escalator, drops the flying elbow onto him. <laughs> That's how I picture yeah. it. And then I asked the mall for the security camera footage. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Next time, nobody. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Pretty funny. The uh, Baltimore Orioles playing the Padres this week, and the two guys in the booth started talking about Blink-182 when one of them noted that Tom DeLong is a Padres fan, hmm. and he shows up to a lot of the games. Well, uh, Ben McDonald who is the other guy in the broadcast booth for the Orioles, said he had no idea who Blink-182 were, who Tom DeLong was, and Kevin Brown, his broadcast partner, tried to explain it to him during the game. Don't don't tell me you don't know Blink-182. I'll be honest, never heard of Blink-182. Are you kidding me? Sounds like a fighter jet to me. Get out of here. You don't know Blink-182? I probably know the song. Yeah. All the small things... No? Sing it for me. All I might reckon. Small things. Oh, okay, don't sing it anymore. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Tom DeLong has had a lot of Padres games. Big fan. I miss you. You don't know that one? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I might if I could hear the song. 
Tom has this like very where distinct you? nasally voice. You know, so he goes, "Where are you?" <laughs> and I'm so sorry. Now I recognize you. Do. You do. Yeah, you got you it now. Just Thank like you. Yeah. yeah, about time. I definitely believe you, 100%. <laughs> that was a pretty good Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, totally. Tell me you've heard of angels and airwaves, no? Guy thinks that aliens walk among us? <laughs> Tom DeLonge? That Tom DeLonge? Thinks? Knows. Yeah, I guess you're stretching for stuff to talk about when your team is down 10 nothing, <laughs> which the Orioles were at that point in the game mm. to the Padres. And uh, we know that Orioles uh, announcers aren't allowed to talk about their team performing poorly. True. Unless, unless they want to get fired by the organization. So Blink-182 it is. <laughs> You have the right to remain stupid! Guy got arrested in Hamilton. What happened, Jim? I don't like being irresponsible on the water, Taz. You gotta be careful out there. Bad things can happen. Your case in point, this guy, he was so close to getting home safe, but a little too much booze, a little too much carelessness. Uh, Hamilton cops say they showed up on the scene at the Hamilton Harbor when a guy in a 39-foot bay liner at 8.10 p.m. Wednesday night was sinking and on fire really close to the shore, too, like really close to the docks. He had apparently been so drunk he slammed into the pier when returning to the marina. Officers observed signs of intoxication by the operator, arrested the male. He was charged with operating a vessel while impaired and failing to comply. A lot of people they think, oh, I'm on the, I'm on the lake. I can't hit anything out here. Well, in the docks, you can. Right. Yeah. International waters. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. No, you can't drink alcohol and drive a boat. Yeah. And talk about being a literal and proverbial heat score. When your boat is sinking and on fire, you're gonna garner some attention. Yeah, are you like you're shooting a flare off at that point or what? You can't really get away with it. And I just I I, I looked it up to see like how much one of these boats costs because yeah. it, if you're 28 years old, you know there's a good chance this is not your boat. It might be your dad's boat. You could have done very well for yourself at 28. It's definitely happened. Maybe you bought the boat, but it could be dad's, uncles, aunts, who knows, moms. I, I looked it up. They range anywhere from fifty-two thousand to one hundred and forty-four thousand U.S. So yeah. a thirty-nine footer. It's a big boat. That's a bad day. That's tough. You get charged by the cops, and you don't have a boat anymore. Yeah. Make smart decisions if you're going out on the water. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I guess it was just a matter of time. Men are apparently now using uh, lip filler on their junk <laughs> to make it f- fuller. Less wrinkly? Let's call it f- to smooth out the wrinkles. <laughs> like a Botox thing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is hilarious. No, no, no. They're trying to they're trying to make the actual um you know, bigger. Plump the lips, sure. Plump those lips. So the procedure has been approved by the FDA down in the states. It takes about 30 minutes to have this done and you get this uh, acid which is naturally occurring in skin injected into the uh, desired spot. Mm-hmm. It's the same substance women have been using to plump their lips up over the years. Procedure will help men get an extra 
0.5 to 1.5 inches and to keep a natural look. How, how natural is the look going to be? Because I'm sure uh, people who do this procedure on women's lips also say, oh, it's going to look totally natural. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes when, it does. Sometimes it, does, it doesn't. When it does, maybe we don't even know the lip injections happened at all. You know oh, what I'm saying? But, but when, but when do, you do, boy. You do. And I feel like it's one of those things, I could be wrong, and ladies, please help me out here. If you get lip injections like multiple times in a year, do you then have to continue to do that almost for the rest of your life? Like, have you now... Like, if your lips deflate, is it like a balloon where it's all stretched out and flappy? Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is that what you're no, wondering? 100%, because I know one friend uh, who is a co-worker of our... Not a co-worker, a colleague, I would say, who does it. And I've seen her post online, like, during um, COVID pandemics when everything was shut down, that her lips... She desperately needed to get these lips filled because she she was feeling self-conscious about her deflated lips. And I don't know if she was exaggerating or making a joke, but I started thinking... Like, like were they dangling? I don't know. I, I, I was just thinking they're like... I think you described the metaphor perfectly, like a, a balloon that's been stretched out, kind of. It's not, It'll never go back to its same size. Oh, boy. But I could be wrong. I, I, and I don't want to dissuade anybody from getting lip injections, but that's just what I read. So if you're a man, you get this done to your, your privates, it could uh, add 0.5 to 1.5 inches. Uh, four sessions <laughs> is what it takes for it to really catch. And the procedure costs between 6000 and $12,000. I don't know if it's something you want to uh, cheap out on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like the Brazilian butt lifts from and, hell that maybe, we hear about? Maybe go for the mid, uh, mid-range to like $9,500 yeah. procedure. But when it says it makes it look bigger, I'm thinking it only looks bigger when it's um, inactive. You know well, what I mean? Also, it's not a length thing, right? Yeah, it's like, like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the measuring tape going around it, not sure, sure. front to back. Like this is a, This is a girth. Yeah, yeah. But I can only see it, and I don't know, but I can only see it getting bigger when you're inactive you know what i'm saying like once it's go like once it's up i everything's tighter uh-huh so I, <laughs> exactly i don't know i think that's the point of the whole procedure jim everything is tighter <laughs> i i don't know i i i'm 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 interested though i'm going i'm going to atlanta and getting it done <laughs> I'm interested as well. However, this is not something I would want to be first in line for, yeah, right? Yeah. Limited research into using fillers on men's privates. Yep. So keep that in mind if you're going to be first in line. I think we got a new Super Bowl bet, though, for next year. <laughs> Does the winner or the loser of the bet get the injection? Winner gets it down below, loser gets the lips done. <laughs> And then what happens? Everybody wins. I don't like where this bet is going. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Little League World Series. (laughs) It's funny how... One, it's funny how amazing these kids are at baseball, and two, how invested you can get quickly watching this baseball. Oh, totally. Once you get like a Cinderella team in your heart, you know, it really, you're rooting for these kids. Well, obviously, most of us would be rooting for Team Canada. So the North Regina Little League team representing Canada in the LLWS, unfortunately, in the first game, fell to Taipei, China. Um, 
who are a powerhouse. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the Taipei pitcher is throwing 80 miles per hour, which is the equivalent of like a 100-mile-per-hour pitch in the major leagues. Okay. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty quick for a kid, yeah. Faster yeah. than I could. So they, they lost 6 nothing, and now uh, the Czech Republic, Saturday, must win for Team Canada to advance in the tournament. Okay, interesting. Do or die, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because like baseball is a sport where you can actually watch kids play because they're kind of good and there's still a lot of strategy even if they're small like you know watching kids play basketball not great but baseball for some reason it works even when they're little and they're funny little personalities right oh when they get up like yeah when they get interviews up and do the, thing, the player yeah. introductions my name's are the best. Big Al I hit dingers <laughs> I kid yesterday. A uh, player's parents were being interviewed while he hit a home run. Listen to this. Did you get the pregame hugging? Uh, maybe about half a dozen today. Uh-oh, Lappy, right field. Forget about it. Julie was interviewing her parents. Did it's all right. Yeah, I'd like to think it was the interview effect. You have that halo effect. How about that? It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. I, you knew it was gone just the moment you heard it. Just a crack of the bat. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Craig's went out of the park. You want to uh, get pumped up? Team Canada, Czech Republic, Saturday. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Talking earlier about the wildfires up north and how difficult it is to evacuate Yellowknife. The order was given this week. Residents are leaving. And we've got a Taz and Jim listener who can give us a little insight on that. Hey guys, as a former YK resident um, and with friends out there that are currently evacuating or have evacuated, um, there is only one road in and out of Yellowknife. Oh my God. What were you doing in Yellowknife? I lived there for about five years. My partner at the time got a jump transfer up there. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, no doubt. But that's scary. Where would the next closest town be? So basically, your next closest town when you're headed out of um, Yellowknife is another very, very small town. Like, you gotta understand, Yellowknife is not very big either. So, everybody is basically headed into Alberta right now. Right. Mm. Yeah, my one friend was able to post that uh, certain places in Edmonton and surrounding areas are closed down from being able to take evacuees. And today, I think they're opening up. Shoot, I forget what it is. They're opening up a major space in Edmonton, and then people are just heading further south, Red mm. Deer, Calgary, wherever they've got friends or family. Keep going. Yeah, I have a number of friends that have, like, as you say, marked themselves safe, and then, of course, friends are texting saying, hey, we're here, we're here, we're here. Well, I know but, that uh, uh, Air Canada was getting some flack because flights out of Yellowknife were going for over $4,000, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, why would the price go? That's like that's such a gouging, and like I'm sure they could de- justify it for supply and demand. But like, can you not not make profit this one time and just get people out of there safely for a reasonable price? Well, I had heard that like all flights were on deck to get people out. I did not realize that they were charging people. That is quite awful. But on a side note of positivity. Um, there's a lot of construction companies out there that are currently trying to build berms around Yellowknife to prevent the fire from jumping. Okay. So, and they're all doing it for free, no profit whatsoever. They're just doing it to save their town because really, mm. it's not a big town. And if those fires jump in there, it's ghost. Kudos to them. Absolutely. Having lived up there and watched what 
type of community that place is, how they come together for everything. Doesn't surprise me that the construction companies are all banding together to do this to try and save the town. Well, we hope your friends are safe and uh, all the best to the people of Yellowknife. You bet me as well. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I just pulled it up here. Air Canada and WestJet have adjusted prices and schedules. So they've put a cap on uh, flights out of Yellowknife. The uh, head of Air Canada saying that the uh, social media posts about prices being over $4,000 were deceptive because some of them were like alternate airlines that they're partnered with. Mm. And, uh, you know, it depends where you're flying to, I guess. Out of yellow if you're going knife. to Paris, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have, they have capped prices of flights out of Yellowknife, and they've increased the number of planes flying out of there, both WestJet and Air Canada, to get people out safe. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Little League World Series. <laughs> it's funny how... One, it's funny how amazing these kids are at baseball, and two, how invested you can get quickly watching this baseball. Oh, totally. Once you get like a Cinderella team in your heart, you know, it really, you're rooting for these kids. Well, obviously, most of us would be rooting for Team Canada. So the North Regina Little League team representing Canada in the LLWS, unfortunately, in the first game, fell to Taipei, China. Um who are a powerhouse. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the Taipei pitcher is throwing 80 miles per hour, which is the equivalent of like a 100-mile-per-hour pitch in the major leagues. Okay. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty quick for a kid, yeah. Faster yeah. than I could. So they, they lost 6 nothing, and now uh, the Czech Republic Saturday must win for Team Canada to advance in the tournament. Oh. Okay, interesting. Do or die, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because like baseball is a sport where you can actually watch kids play because they're kind of good and there's still a lot of strategy. Even if they're small, like, you know, watching kids play basketball, not great. But baseball, for some reason, it works even when they're little. <laughs> and they're funny little personalities, right? Oh, when they get up, like, yeah, when they get interviews, up and do the, the thing, player yeah. introductions My name's are the best. Big Al. I hit dingers. <laughs> that kid. <laughs> Yesterday... A uh, player's parents were being interviewed while he hit a home run. Listen to this. Did you get the pregame hug in? Uh, Maybe about half a dozen today. Uh Uh-oh. Lappy, right field. Forget about it. Julie was interviewing her parents. I'd like to think it was the interview effect. You have that halo effect. How about that? It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. You knew it was gone just the moment you heard it. Just the crack of the bat. That's awesome. Crane's went out of the park. You want to uh, get pumped up? Team Canada, Czech Republic, Saturday.